0: Welcome to the Art of Marketing, a podcast webinar series to help you connect with your customers. We talk with marketing directors, executives, and business owners to learn more about their approach to marketing, hear which tactics deliver results in different industries, and give you some ideas for your next campaign. The Art of Marketing is brought to you ad-free by Applied Art and Technology. Applied Art is a creative studio that helps businesses create professional content that gets results. From video production, websites, virtual events, and much more, Applied Art can help you build the bridge from marketing to sales. To learn more about our company, visit our website at AppliedArt.com. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. This is The Art of Marketing.
1: Welcome everybody to episode number 37 of the Art of Marketing podcast webinar series with your friends at Applied Art and Technology. Today we're talking about all things marketing, a car wash company with Laura Edgman. But before we have her introduce herself, we'll have our regulars here on the show today. We have Mark and George, our partners, Shanna Quinn, our business development manager, and myself, Ryan, and I'm in marketing. Um, Laura, I think it'll be nice to just have you kind of talk about all the different stuff you guys are doing over there at NCS and kind of fill us in a little bit, but welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me today.
1: Absolutely. So for the folks that don't know who you are and what you do, maybe fill us in a little bit on, on your job title and your the things you do over there at NCS.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Laura Edgemon. I am the marketing manager at National Car Wash Solutions. Uh, we are located in Grimes, Iowa, so just north of Des Moines. We are uh, North America's largest manufacturer of car wash equipment solutions and supplies. So Those of you guys that didn't know that was in the Des Moines area, we um, provide a total bundled solution to our customers. So we're providing them equipment, um, chemistry, uh, lights, marketing, everything to make their car wash successful.
1: That's awesome. None of us probably even knew that that was in Des Moines, Iowa.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Super
1: cool. So maybe tell us a little bit about the different family of companies because you guys have a quite a. Di- I mean, your hands are in a lot of different things. Maybe fill us in a little bit about the breadth of the things that you guys offer.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So NCS has a family of brands. Uh, we are the strongest brands in the industry. So starting off, we have two different equipment um, brands. We have NCS Equipment by McNeil, and that is our tunnel equipment. So. Um, to know the difference between our two brands, if you're in a car wash and you're being taken through it by either a conveyor uh, or some sort of belt, that's going to be a tunnel car wash system. And that is under our McNeil brand. And then we have um, NCS Equipment by RICO. So that is our in-bay automatic side. So you'll typically see these in a convenience store, convenience store situation. And there is that is when your car stays um, still and then the machine goes back and forth. Um, over the top of you. So that's a quick way to tell the difference between those two equipment side of the business. And then we also provide vacuum systems. We have NCS Vacuums by VacuTech. And so that is our central uh, vacuum system brand. And then we have marketing by TSS. So when you go through the car wash and you see all those flashing lights and arches and everything that makes it fun to go through, that is our marketing brand TSS. And then we have our chemistry brand, CSI. So providing all those all the soap and suds and wax and everything fun like that. And then we have our education piece, which is um, something we really pride ourselves on giving our customers um, the access to education to get to know um, their equipment, how to run their company and stuff like that. So NCS Education by College of Clean. And then we have our service and installation Um, divisions as well Um, so we have nationwide installation and then we have parts warehouses around the country uh, to make sure customers can get any replacement parts they need so um, yeah we have a a full uh, list of brands below NCS and you know we really focus on a um, bundled solution set so why we have so many brands and different You know, pieces of the equation is because we want to provide everything to the customer. We want to be that one source for profitable solutions for them, um, so that they can get everything um, just from NCN.
1: That's super cool. Um, Maybe tell us a little bit about how you ended up there. Have you always worked for the company, or is this a new thing that you were in marketing elsewhere? Maybe tell us a little bit about your background.
2: Yeah, so I um, went to Iowa State and um, double majored in marketing and management. And um, I, out of college, went to work in retail management. Uh, So didn't start out going into marketing. And then five and a half years ago, this little company called RICO posted a marketing position. And I applied to it, wanting to get kind of back into that creative side, um, brand driven, that kind of stuff. So I applied and I didn't know car wash was even a thing that was... big of a big of an industry as it really is so um so yeah i've been with ncs
1: uh for um five and a half years now
2: yeah so very
1: cool yeah um for our marketers here maybe you can break down a little bit about the marketing strategy you guys have because obviously managing all those brands and all the different products and stuff but it could probably get pretty confusing pretty quick so how do you guys manage the marketing for all the different companies that you guys have
2: yeah, for sure. So, you know, it's not just me. I'm not a one man band. We have a lot of um, great talented people on the team that help uh, us be successful in the marketing realm. Um, but, you know, some stuff we're really focusing on now, um, digital and content strategy. That's been a huge push for us in the last year, year and a half, I would say, um, you know, just making sure that we're producing content and being that kind of source of truth and source of education for our customers. Um. You know, also working on different branding initiatives. So we did just rebrand. You can see our nice logo behind me here. Uh, We did just uh, get a new logo about six months ago or so. So that's pretty exciting going through that transition. Um, And, you know, really, we, we got this new logo because we wanted to be able to focus on that bundled solution selling set. And so now all of our brands are NCS and then the division by the sub brand. So NCS equipment by McNeil, NCS. So NCS is in every single one of our logos to um, know that we're all a part of one team here at, um, at NCS. So, um, and then sales enablement, sales collateral, that's a big piece of our job too. Um, you know, we have people across the country, um, employees across the country that are selling our equipment and working for us. So we need to make sure that we give them the tools that they need to be able to be successful at their job as well. Um, Another piece of it, marketing and automations and campaigns. So um, we did recently switch over to a new uh, marketing automation system. So just setting those platforms up, making sure that the right content is being given to the right people at the right time. Um, And then another big piece that really drives some of our... um, in pieces or some of that content is um, our voc process um, and we also do a lot of market research as well so um, looking at our different sectors um, looking at our different personas that we're marketing to um, and getting their their feedback to help drive our drive our strategies so um I know that's a whole list of things that I could probably keep going uh, another focus obviously we we're doing a lot of webinars in these days of the no trade show era, which is kind of crazy because, uh, previous to this past year, traveling a lot for trade shows, going to industry trade shows and everything like that. So yeah, that's a little rundown of the marketing department here.
1: There's the button, sorry. Um, yeah, I think that's really interesting too. And I, I think, um, we've had plenty of guests on that have talked about the, 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 uh, inundation with the live events and things like that, that everybody has to kind of transition over. So, um, that's definitely not just you. <laughs> I think everybody's experiencing that.
2: For sure, yeah.
1: Absolutely. So, with you guys being B two B, maybe maybe talk a little bit about how you're tailoring your messaging because um, obviously your customer is the car wash owners, those types of operators. But you also have to design the products for the end customer. So, maybe talk a little bit about how you guys do your direct messaging to those people? Is it just to the B2B audience or do you guys target other people when you guys reach out to folks?
2: Yeah, so we have a couple different customer segments that I can talk about. Um, so, you know, depending on those customer segments, they have different goals and um, different um, information or education that they're wanting um, information on. So uh, our we have our large um, corporate customers. So these are going to be um, usually nationwide, uh, either convenience store chains or um, other regional tunnel operations, and they're really looking for um, us to be their partner in um, the car wash industry. So providing them, um, you know, everything they need, which is really where our brand succeeds in that, you know, full uh, solution for them. So just providing them, um, you know, that. Uh, consultative approach making sure that we can help them be make their business successful um, so that's that's one customer segment um, focusing on developing training for them so we'll do customized training just for that uh, large uh, account so we've had you know large accounts come in here we've customized training for them they've got to come to grinds and experience our uh our customer experience day, which is a 10,000 square foot facility where we have all of our equipment, you can get hands on with everything. So, um, and then we also have our more investor side of things. So, um, more the entrepreneurial customer the new investors. So they're really looking for, um, obviously the ROI of things, the investment, um, you know, what what do they need to make a successful car wash and, you know, providing them case study information and videos and anything that they would need um, to feel comfortable entering into an industry that maybe they had never heard of before but knew the returns could be um, good. So, you know, providing a little bit different experience on on that side of things. Um, And then already kind of talked about this, but we also have more of like regional accounts um, and those are primarily tunnel-based customers. Um, and I would say we're providing them similar content to our, our, our nationwide um, customers, but just tailoring it depending on what um, solution base they're selecting for them, from us. So I would do the rundown of our brands earlier, but obviously depending on what they're utilizing or if they're utilizing all of it, we try to tailor um, our marketing based on that. Another question I
1: had was, um, what are, what's kind of your guys' relationship with sales? Obviously marketing and sales is a little different. If you're going to trade shows and things, maybe talk a little bit about what success looks like for you guys from a marketing standpoint and then how you, um, interact with sales within your guys' organization.
2: Yeah. So I truly believe it's super important to have a really close relationship between marketing and sales, uh, because without sales, you don't have any other department in the company, right? Like that's that's the basis, right? You have to sell to make money, to be able to run all the other departments. So, you know, um, since when I first joined the company, my, you know, one of my top things was getting to know the sales team, listening to them, finding out, you know, what, what could marketing provide to them to help them do their jobs, right? So sales enablement, sales tools, presentation. So, you know, um, myself and the team here in the marketing department, we really pride ourselves in, you know, being that, that go-to person. So, you know, maybe they don't even know who they need to contact in the company. And, you know, they, they call me on my cell phone, like, you know, how do I get a this person or whatever? But yeah, I think um, the old school mentality of like sales and marketing are super separate. It's just really not that way anymore. I mean, marketing is there for, um, so that sales can, so that we can help sales do their job, right? And bring in the lead generation, right? So um, there's just so much of it that's so closely tied to, together. So yeah, we have a very close relationship with our sales team. And you know, uh, from a marketing perspective, each brand leader uh, works very closely with the head of that division in the company as well. So uh, yeah, I think it's, it's super important to, to be there to support the sales team and, and definitely be integrated.
3: Hey, Laura, can you talk a little bit about lead generation? <clears throat> I know that can be a little bit tricky in a B2B space. How, how do you guys approach that? And what, what, what kind of seems to work well for you?
2: Yeah, so, you know, uh, previously trade shows had been a, uh, a huge demand gen platform for us. So, you know, going to these different events and uh, meeting with people in the industry and getting contact information with big. So, you know, last year we really had to shift our lead gen strategy, Uh, you know, virtual trade shows, educational webinars, um, putting a lot of video content out there um, and just trying to engage our customers in different way. Um, and we actually um, had about a 20% increase in demand gen year over year. So we were able to increase our demand gen uh, without any in person presence at all, except we did have some in person events uh, beginning of the year, but those didn't um, drastically increase on the lead gen side. So um, to us, definitely having um, smaller, more tailored events to our different customer segments, that's something that. You know, we were so focused on these large, massive shows that we weren't doing these more regionalized events. So breaking them down to be smaller, more personalized based on on their needs is another um, strategy that that we've been using. Um, and then just doing a lot of content, um, you know, being that educational resource. Um, and then also the the sales operations team has, has done a great job here at NCS. I think it's not only lead gen, but where you take the lead gen, right? So um, we've done um, a lot of work. Um, my, my colleague, Justine's has done a lot of great work in pulling in and um, in, in developing that team to be able to take that lead gen and then, you know, um, nurture it and take, take it into a, a sales qualified lead. So, um, you know, I think it's, we focus in the marketing side so much on the lead gen piece of it. Um, but it's also about quality, you know, and um, it, it's just it's just all one one kind of big piece of the the, the marketing puzzle. But that's kind of how we tailored our our demand gen strategy last year
3: or so. You know, you brought up a good point. It's the um, the qualification to bring them to sales qualified. How, how what's that look like? How did you establish that process? Um, how did you decide what was uh, sales qualified?
2: Yeah, for sure. So um, sorry, I got distracted. We have a question that I also I'll, I'll assume you guys will will field that one. What digital channels NCS focuses on. Well
3: um, go ahead, go ahead okay. and answer that <laughs> one. Yeah, no, we'll just take <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, if they have <laughs> questions. Might as <laughs> well
2: answer it. Um so this is something um the biggest thing we focus on is um, YouTube. Um, setting up YouTube channels for our customers to go. We have a lot of like how-to videos on there and different testimonials and and sites and everything like that, so focusing on YouTube. We recently tried to increase our presence on social media, which isn't necessarily a huge demand gen channel for us, but more our current customers want to see what we're doing and we're nurturing them by providing um, content on there. And then, you know, through our individualized events, so through, we have uh, a couple different webinars that we host um, about every other month and pushing content out that way. Um, and then obviously our website is a huge place where we're pushing out content through, um, you know, in our industry, white papers or any, I know I've said education about a hundred times, but any source of um, education um, through white paper, um, that's another,
1: strategy that that we use as well so so in terms of youtube do you guys um try to put out videos for that i know you guys have multiple subsets of people you try to reach but is it more the person the entrepreneur that's trying to start a um car wash business and they're trying to research what it takes or is it people that are looking for other types of terms or like who's who's the ideal person that you would find your guys stuff on youtube and then become a customer
2: yeah, I mean, I definitely think um, new investors so people that are new to in the industry trying to figure out um, the ins and outs, what's all involved in that. And then we're looking at, um, you know, people who are already in the industry that are maybe looking to um, revive their business or looking to refresh their business. So we're also providing information to them um, about how they can refresh their, their car washes, you know. Um, keeping up with the competition um, as new car washes come up all over, if you're not um, you know, keeping up to date and refreshing your site, then you're you're falling behind. So we definitely um, partner with current customers, current operators across the industry um, to provide them them content as well. And then, you know, we also from the sales side provide, or sorry, from the marketing side provide, our distrib- uh distributors and sales team different videos so those might not be on youtube those are more internal um videos that we share but um just another kind of content channel that we use so um
3: and and why we're not talking about content um with all the different uh, business uh segments you have, how do you? How do you generate the content? I know that's an issue with some uh, B2B marketing departments, which can be smaller. Uh, It takes a lot of manpower or person power to uh, generate content. How do you solve that?
2: Yeah, so that's a a very good question. I don't know if I have the uh, perfect answer for that, but I will say what we try to do is set up the beginning of the year, the content calendar and all the pieces that we wanna accomplish throughout the year. And then because we are, a, a, you know, a smaller team here, we do use sometimes external resources. So um, we we try to partner, you know, if we're going to fly to California for a video shoot, we try to partner with a local company there that can, can produce the content for us. Um, and then we also will partner with, um, agencies or copywriters to help us with some of that, that white paper stuff so you know I think our job internally is to make sure that we accomplish all those content goals and then uh, figuring out the resources to get them done is, is a an age-old question right so um, but yeah I mean we, we utilize a lot of different um, resources we've used you guys before to help us produce um, content and you know different agencies um, and then we we do, some internally
3: as well, some content, um, but usually leveraging uh, third party. Uh-huh. And then uh, kind of getting back to the sales qualification, I know that's, that can be a, a source of some friction if you're dumping just unqualified leads on sales or perhaps waiting too long to qualify them. How did, how did you guys kind of set that up?
2: Yeah, so uh, with our uh, current marketing automation software, there is a there's a scoring tool in there. Um, so we're only pushing certain scores into the funnel where the inside sales team is call, is calling them, and you know taking kind of that next step with them. So uh, let's say someone's interacted with them, us, you know, multiple times, but they never actually like you know pushed a button or actually form filled. From a marketing perspective, we're still, you know, nurturing them and talking to them different ways. Uh, but it's not going, but it's not going over to the um, sales side of things until it reaches that um, a certain score, right? Certain interactions with us that make them qualified enough or a marketing qualified lead to then move on to the sales side of things. So um, that's how we try to filter it out. Um, I will say we're not perfect. You know, we, a year ago, everything went to inside sales, right? But we're trying to get to a place where we balance that out our, you know, sending only marketing qualified leads onto the next step, so.
3: Oh, very interesting.
1: <clears throat> With some of your guys' planning for the future and, and goals as a company, what are some of the things you guys are hoping to do in the next couple of years? Are you planning to get Even more brands under, under the umbrella, or is it more? Are you guys only in a certain sub state of states? Like, tell me, tell us a little bit about kind of what you guys' goals are as a company.
2: Um, yeah, so we're, we're always growing. Um, we were uh recently acquired by Berkshire, so we we changed, we're private equity, so uh, you know, our we always have growth goals, uh, as, in being private equity, as does hopefully any company that wants to be successful have growth goals. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll continue to um, have an acquisition strategy. Um, and then we also have organic growth. So, um, you know, trying to partner with, with companies that maybe haven't used our solution set before, or, you know, the great thing is we're acquiring companies that maybe do have that in already with some of these larger companies, and then using that relationship to, to grow um, what brands are taking advantage of as far as the solution set. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're growing. The industry is growing, right? So, um, if it was a, it was a flat industry, our jobs would be a lot harder, but you know, for lucky for us, it's it's a growing industry. So, um, yeah, that's a little insight I think into it, but.
3: Uh, I just want to know if you get free
2: car washes. Yes, we get free car washes. So uh, (laughs) that is a very important question, right? Employee benefits, but yeah. So we have, I mentioned earlier, our customer experience day and and we have every single one of our car washes um, or systems set up in our customer experience day. And uh, every Thursday and Friday, uh, free car washes. So um, I guess I should say, if you work in the grinds location you get free car washes but uh yeah
4: yeah because you don't want to have a dirty car in your parking lot Mm -hmm. with a car wash company (laughs) that's right
2: that's right you gotta yeah gotta walk the walk kind of right with your with your clean car working in a car wash company so (laughs) what's uh,
3: what are what are your what are your challenges right now
2: Challenges, let me think. Um I mean, I think there's always challenges, even though I talk about our successes. But I think it's still a challenge to create content, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you have a plan. I mean, uh, here's an example. I, I hired a videographer out in San Francisco and he went out there and I flew out there and we're like, oh, this is great. We had our deadlines. Uh he came out with COVID it's been bad weather. So the project's down delayed two months, right? So I think the biggest uh, situation when you're working with a lot of third parties is you just got to pick your, uh, your partners um, carefully, I would say mm-hmm. um, to make sure you're working with the right people that are going to deliver the quality of work that, that you're, that you're looking for and that you need to create that content. Um, so, and um, a lot of agency partners have, you know, some, you um, larger or longer turnaround times. You gotta, you know, always kind of put that into consideration. Um, I think to me, another big thing, and I know you've had other people on the podcast talk about this, but, um, the changing of the trade show strategy. So, um, you know, I think that how do we go differently? Um, how do we, uh, best use the space? It's very expensive to go to trade shows, as you guys know. So, a challenge is how do we how do we look at trade shows differently um how do we maybe leverage technology versus bringing a bunch of equipment because our equipment i mean you guys know car washes it's not something you can just pack up mm-hmm. in a box and ship you know we have to hire semis and everything else to um to bring everything to the trade show so just trying to look at it differently and, and be more strategic um about how we're doing in-person events um so that, that's, that's a couple challenges yeah.
4: So since you've had a success in this past year with growing your um, referrals, do you think that you're going to implement some of the things that you've implemented this past year that were kind of thrown at you for your long-term strategy?
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, We'll continue to grow um, the webinar piece of it, continue to have the online presence. Um, That's, I mean, that'll never go away. And I think it, it kind of forced it, I don't want to say force. We always kind of had that strategy, but it was never a, a one that was in, in the front of things. It was always, you know, more focused on the in-person events. But I'd say over the last eighteen months, really shifting that strategy, and absolutely, um, we will continue to um, be an online presence and a content presence, and um, you know, hoping that um, we'll actually have more success at the in-person events because we also have these other. Sh- strategies tied to it. So I think it's it's, it's, it's um, good because the in-person events will become more successful as well. It's, it's, it's
4: my hope. So do you think that your uh, in-person events, obviously you have the large national shows and then you mentioned that you've done more local, uh, mm-hmm. smaller. So do you think that you'll you'll transition, still have presence at the the larger national shows, but increase your presence at local or uh, uh, regional events.
2: Yeah, you hit uh, hit the nail on the head with that one. We actually um, are trying to um, increase our regional presence and then at those larger shows, possibly um, being in a more compact size. Um, and then doing other events around the trade show that are more tailored to our customers, so um, customer appreciation events, um, different educational seminars, panels, that kind of stuff to 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 be more tailored to our different audience segments. But yeah, you're you're exactly right. I think the way the trade show future will be that way. I mean, you'll always have your 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 SEMAs and your NACS and all those large. One's it will continue continue to go on, but it will be interesting to see this year. Um, you know what other companies are doing and um, and how, how it use
4: forward. Yeah, how it modifies behavior. Yeah, yeah it'll be it'll sure. be very interesting to see that. Absolutely. I agree.
1: One of the things we we always talk about here on the show is how to connect with customers. I'm kind of curious a little bit because it sounds like once you get somebody in your in your system using your products, there's the the ones you might only buy once every five years, like a belt or a new, you know, the RICO system, but then there's probably the things you're buying every month or every week, like the soap mm-hmm. and the other things. So how, how does your communication strategy go? Is it a lot of, a lot of communication with people to get them in the door and become a customer? And then you're kind of every once in a while, or is it like berating them with a ton of messaging just so they're constantly, you're in their ear buying they're buying more product on and on, maybe talk a little bit about how you guys um, strategize about how you connect with people at certain points in that pipeline.
2: Yeah, for sure. So I definitely think it's a, a delicate balance, right? You, you never want to overload your customers, especially if they're um, already buying from you, uh, you know, overloading them with communication or things they don't necessarily care about. So as far as ongoing communication, we have a monthly branded newsletter that goes out um, that focuses, um, we highlight different brands on different months and really just, you know, focusing on that is ongoing communication. And then depending on what other um, brands they've taken advantage of, you know, if they've shopped online at our parts website, we might send them something on, um, you know, a parts promotion or reminding them about the parts website. If they're a McNeil customer and I have um, some new McNeil um, technician videos or how-to videos coming out, I might send an e out to them. So, you know, we try to definitely be, Um, top of mind a little bit but or a lot of we want to be top of mind obviously but you also don't want to be so top of uh, mind that they unsubscribe from your emails right so um, I definitely think there's a delicate uh, balance and you know I probably don't have the 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 secret formula but I think um, what we've tried to do is is focus holistically um, and have one in yes kind of overarching branded email or newsletter coming out monthly that spotlights different pieces of our business versus each division trying to have their own strategy and setting out different things based on what's going on with the brand. So um, so yeah, I, I don't know if that answers your question or, or not, but um, yeah, I think it's definitely uh, a, a balance to make sure not to overload uh, existing customers. And then, you know, we try to, um, we have a yearly event. It's like a customer appreciation event, or I should should say, we we have in the past had a yearly <laughs> customer appreciation event at our um, at our uh, yearly car wash show. Um, so you know, we 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 definitely um, maintain that relationship from a marketing side, but also from a sales perspective. You know, making sure our sales team stays connected with um, their accounts and, and everything like that. But you know, our business really. So I talk about the equipment side, you know, we have a ton of reoccurring revenue streams. So, um, you know, our chemistry and our parts, our boat and service is three very large pieces of our business that uh, takes obviously maintaining that relationship to maintain that stream of revenue. So it is, it is obviously very important to keep nurturing your customers.
3: I had a question about um, social media there's always a large discussion about social media and whether it uh, drives leads or drives anything. Some people say, well, it's it may be, maybe some SEO or something. What, do you, what have you found in social media and, and what do you think that fits in the whole marketing uh, program?
2: Yeah, well, I think in a B2B environment, it's just so different. Um, you know, we're not you know, say on ads to buy a pair of shoes and get one half off or something like that, right? So it's a totally different um strategy. It is not a demand generation platform for us. Now, I'm not saying there aren't maybe other B2B companies that are being successful in this area. We have just found that is not necessarily where we're going to be dem- like generating demand. So less than, I think the last time I looked, at less than 4% of our leads per year come from social media. Oh. So it's a pretty um low amount right they probably already interacted with us some other way and we already have them in the system somehow and then they go to our um social media pages to stay up to date Um, you know it's a great place to um I, i mentioned this earlier but you know current customers want to see what's happening and what's new and everything like that so we really just use it i would say um a lot of our current customers, and honestly, employees too. Employees like to see what's going on at the company, and you know what's new as far as content. So, you know, we we we're definitely trying to focus on growing that social media presence, um, but we haven't yet figured out the demand gen when it's tied to social media in a in a B two B environment. So.
3: Yeah, that's very interesting. It's got its place. Yes. Yeah. You obviously think it's important, but as far as your uh, uh, lead generation, it's not not a primary driver.
2: No, no, definitely not. And, you know, but I, I think there is a place for it, you know, I think um, you know, we have a really large LinkedIn following and a lot of uh, we'll share like uh, new installs on there, you know, our sales rep will post that and then we can reshare it. So I think You know, the car washing industry is very unique and it's very tight knit. So a lot of people know the who's who of car washing around the country and people just want to see what's new and what's going on. People are really proud of their site and want people to see it. So um, it's almost like a community. Um, And so it's important for our brand to participate um, even from, from that aspect of it.
3: You know, something I really thought was interesting that we talked about the other day was the whole experience. And that's that's so interesting because that's, you know, it's a product uh, feature, but it's also a marketing uh, uh, experience, too. Um, you know, honestly, going to the car wash is like going to a, a ride at uh, Disneyland sometimes. How does that, how's that all come about? And why do you guys put so much uh, focus on that, what the experience is like?
2: Yeah, so, you know, uh, a clean car, just having a clean car when you come out of a car wash isn't enough anymore. And, you know, we talked about this the other day, but it's really um, the customer experience drives customer loyalty um so that's the big part of why we as a manufacturer have focused on that um it's because we want our customers to have a successful car wash we want them to have that customer loyalty we want them to have um you know unlimited members coming to their to their wash um and then it's also a perceived value thing as well so if you go through a car wash and there's no lights and it's just kind of basic you also you're going to have a perception that your car is not as clean Um, and it's not as great of a value. If you're going through a a car wash and there's lights and you can see the the chemicals being applied to your vehicle, um, there's just a perceived experience that it's it's your car's cleaner and um, that you're getting a better value. And then um not our customer base, but our our customer's customer base is primarily a lot of females uh that get their car wash and a lot of mothers as well. So um, you know, kids want to go to that car wash that has that certain light, uh-huh. um, and driving the customer loyalty and, and the kids are deciding what car wash, um, to go to, but, uh, yeah, it, it's really driving the, the industry as far as that, that marketing and, um, light piece is imperative for you to have a successful um, car wash. And, you know, there's even car washes now that are putting windows on the side of it. So it's all it's all open from one side. So you're driving by and you're seeing this light show go on. And that's pretty enticing to get your car washed, right? It's like a, like a disco. We can't go to nightclubs anymore. So might as well just go to the car wash. A
4: A dance at the car wash.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Some form of entertainment.
3: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Uh, um, And you're right. When you're paying, you know, uh, you can pay over twenty bucks, right? I'm not sure what the prices are around the country, but uh yeah you wanna you wanna kind of make sure you you feel like you've gotten your money's worth
2: yeah, absolutely i
4: must i must admit I fall into that where if if you buy the premium package and then you're going through and lights aren't lighting up that Mm -hmm. you they're like well well, wait a minute what what's going on here am i actually getting that (laughs) well
2: you want your your lava curtain that's all orange and foamy on your car absolutely
3: absolutely well and honestly the inside of some of those older car washes was not very attractive so (laughs)
2: Yeah, totally agree. And, you know, NCS, you know, I I talked about this earlier, but one thing we help our customers with is is refreshing their site to, you know, come up to speed with the industry of all these new car washes that are coming out there. So, you know, you can have an existing site and you can do a lot of retrofits um, into an older bay that makes it look just like a new one, right? You can put in lights, you can put in um, entrance arches, you can build new menu signs, um, and everything like that that can um, make your old car wash shine
3: again. <laughs> I mean, uh, actually, that's a that's a good point you bring up. Do you have do you how much do you help? I know you've have the training and stuff but some of these people with their own marketing and the way that they uh, help them to get customers. Do you have? Is that part of what you do?
2: Yep. Yeah, so our our NCF Marketing by TSS is our sector that helps with that. So we can do you um, a menu refresh for you, so we'll take a look at your menu for free, and, and give you suggestions on on how to update it, increase it, even using different verbiage on your sign, um, using icons or pictures versus words. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of different um, strategies per se when it comes to marketing your car wash, and you know, maybe you don't have the money to put, you know, put all new things in it, but you know, even putting um, a lot of people will put like red lights over the dryers because it emulates that there's heat or the perceived thing that there's heat coming out of them, even though they're just red lights. So, you know, there's, there's little things, you know, I think lighting is the biggest kind of hot topic in the industry right now. I'm just adding that light show, you know, on the ceiling is, is, is giving them that experience. So, but yeah, we definitely help with that side of things. We can, Um, help drive, you know, unlimited members. That's a big thing in the industry. So we absolutely do help customers with that.
3: Interesting. Is there any foreign competition in the car wash equipment? So
2: there's definitely um, foreign um, competitors in this space. We don't really, um, so we do um, Canada, Mexico, um, some South America, um, we have done um, overseas. Um, we actually have a tunnel in Dubai, so it's pretty cool. They didn't. They didn't let me fly over for that one. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. I think I think it's chosen for that one. But um, so yeah, we we definitely have um, some competitors overseas, um, but they kind of are on that side and we're on this side, and we don't necessarily um, cross paths too much um there are some of the european ones that um compete in the american space but they're they're just not as large here as as, as overseas so um there's just so i mean you you think about the cars in europe and then you think of like the cars in america and how drastically different um that you would have to make your products you would basically have to have your own product line for europe so back in the day we actually had Rico italia which is um an italian version of RICO. And we had uh, employees based over there and everything. Um, we sold that off a long, long time ago. But yeah, I mean, you're looking at completely different um, needs set per se. Um, I mean, here you got to wash these big trucks down in Texas or in Iowa, and they got these big wheels on them. And then over there, you got this like tiny car that you have to be able to wash. So it's just um you know it it, it, it uh, presents its own unique set of challenges and our growth strategy just really isn't there right now.
3: Mm, very interesting. Well I don't see any
1: more questions here coming in through the Q&A. We want to be mindful of your time Laura. Um, Shannon did you have something you were saying? Okay sorry just Wanted to make sure we didn't have any other questions. Um But one of the last questions I had for you was um, through the, through the pandemic and everything that you guys have had to pivot and whatnot, um, what's the biggest thing that you've, you've taken on as a challenge in the marketing realm? And then what are you most excited for going forward with your guys' marketing from that?
2: Yeah. So, you know, um, I think um, March and April of last year were a very trying time. We didn't know what was necessarily going to happen in the car wash Um, Industry. There was a lot of states that um, shut down car washes. Um, So, you know, we really tried to help our customers in this downtime, figure out what they can do with their their business. You know, maybe take the time to do some of that refreshing uh, of their site. Um, Thankfully for us, most um, states deemed car wash a necessity because it was in the automobile industry. Um, so we were able to a lot of our customers um, were able to stay open and you know me saying earlier the car wash was something to do in a lot of states it was you know you couldn't do anything so going to the car wash and um was an experience and something for the kids to do get out of the house and um you it's something it's something you can do and still be socially distant exactly you don't have to get out of your car right you're in your car The employees are outside the car you don't have to um interact and you know, a lot of sites shut down their vacuums at their site. You couldn't vacuum at your own car, um, stuff like that. So, you know, I think as a manufacturer, our, our biggest challenge was just trying to uh put our customers at ease as much as possible, making sure that they had a resource to go to if they had questions. Uh, you know, we put together a lot of webinars um that taught them how to take advantage of the government's resources they were being provided with. So we we did a big thing on. On, you know, COVID relief, we had a lawyer speak um, so that our customers um, had a resource to talk to about, you know, how to get some of those um, government aid pieces of it. Um, so, yeah, we were, you know, we we had a great year and, you know, I think all things considered, we're, we're very lucky to be in the position we are in now. And, you know, I think moving forward, you know, I am excited to get back out there and, and see the sales team again and possibly do an event, you know, I think there is, there's nothing that does beat that one-on-one interaction. So I am excited to get back out there and and continue on our digital pursuit um, tied to maybe some more tailored regional events. Very cool. Wonderful.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the (laughs) show today. Um, We'll make sure we put your LinkedIn information in the show notes of the show as well so people can find you. And then where, where can people learn more about NCS?
2: Yeah, so ncswash.com, www.ncswash.com. You can also check out our YouTube, National Car Wash Solutions um, YouTube. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. This has, been, this has been awesome. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to the Art of Marketing podcast from Applied Art and Technology. If you liked the episode, make sure to give us a five-star rating and leave a review so we can help more listeners connect with their customers. See the show notes for access to our free 88 page video idea book filled with ideas for your next production. And to learn more about our company, visit our site at AppliedArt.com.